Hello and welcome to the 24th edition of the Two Black Trinity Podcast. I'm your host, Chris. And I'm your host, Chris. And today, um, we have a variety of topics to talk about. I know we've been away for a while, about a month and a half. Uh, Chris was uh, tearing his hair out with a big exam, but um, he's over it now. So we're back uh, trying to catch up. I think we're going to start off talking about Spider-Man Far From Home. And then we're going to get into uh, some Comic-Con stuff, which is a lot. So, um, yeah, Chris, what did you think about Spider-Man? Yeah, uh, I I really really enjoyed Far From Home. I think it might be like my second or third favorite live action Spider Man movie, um, mm-hmm. which would put it at like three or four of my favorite Spider Man movies because Into the Spider Verse is still number one, and it shall reign it, like it, that. It probably will always be. Yep. And so Far From Home was great. Um, I love the interaction between. Peter and Quentin Beck. Um, I thought that was uh, done pretty well. Um, Zendaya is always a treasure, so it was great that she got to do a little bit more in this. Um, It was pretty funny for pretty much the plot of the movie to be ran by uh, Spider-Man's quest for MJ. I think, what is it, Michelle Jones is her uh, full name? Yeah, I think it's Michelle Jones. Yeah, um... If you watch Cinema Sins, uh, there is a sin that they have that is like the power of boners. That pretty much led the movie. That, you know, the power of boners, you know, propelled the plot. Um, so, yeah. So, the, the one thing that was funny that Chris and I talked about a lot after seeing the movie was this was Iron Man 7. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, one of the big, I mean, this is this movie's been out, so I don't think you have to say spoilers, but... Um, the big twist of the movie is that Mysterio is a bad guy. Oh, who could have who seen that coming? Who could have seen that coming? But but what they do with him is that they make Quentin back Mysterio. They make him a disgruntled uh, Tony Stark employee. And it's not just him. It's him and a bunch of ex-Iron Man employees that have teamed up to create like a fake superhero. Um, that can like I I mean I guess the goal. Is for him to like, I guess, steal the glory and take over, you know, the like head hero spot after, um, you know, Iron Man died and, you know, the Avengers, you know, don't really exist anymore and that kind of thing. So um, I did like um, one of the guy who was piloting the drones was uh, one of Obadiah Stane's uh, henchmen from Iron Man 1. Yeah, that was a good connection. Um, and then everybody else was just sort of like, yeah, they were at this part of the MCU under Iron Man and this part of the MCU under Iron Man. And it's just like, yeah, we, I, I guess we all knew that Tony Stark was a dick. I guess ever, since everybody loved him after, well, almost everyone, because I still didn't love him after uh, Endgame that, you know, they're just like, hey, the reality is Tony Stark was still a dick. Yeah, so um, I did. I definitely enjoyed that part of the twist. Um I mean, I guess the whole, this movie, I mean, it was definitely a cool down after Endgame, which makes sense, because after something like that, they can't really do anything bigger. In this movie, I mean, it definitely, it focused a lot on just the character of Peter Parker, and it sort of parallels Homecoming, where Homecoming, he was all gung-ho about wanting to be a big superhero and be an Avenger, and now, in this one, he's like, I just kind of want to chill. Which is what Tony was trying to teach him all along. And then it sort of flipped where Tony was pretty much giving him the keys to the kingdom. 
And Peter's just like, eh, I don't want to, which is sort of where he was at the end of um, Homecoming with the Iron Spider suit. He's like, no, 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 I don't want it. I don't want to be introduced to the world as an Avenger. I just want to chill, which brings up two, two sort of uh, questions slash points for me. Uh, one, mm-hmm. when at the end of Homecoming, when he was going to introduce him as an Avenger, was it going to be introducing Spider-Man or introducing Peter Parker as Spider-Man? Yeah, I don't know if he was going to be outed in that appearance. I'm not sure if I did if, I, if his identity was going to be outed. Yeah, so because there was that point, and then um, the other thing is how the time frame in between Homecoming, Infinity War, and Far From Home. We know there's that five year gap from. Uh, Infinity War to Endgame, but how much time passed between Homecoming and Infinity War? Because, you know, he was a sophomore in, you know, Homecoming, and he's supposedly like a junior or senior in this. But then they yeah, said I feel like he's years. he's at least a junior. I feel like yeah, but then they said that you know there was a uh, there was like three years in between Civil War and Infinity War. And Homecoming takes place like a few months after uh, Civil War, so it's just all the whole MCU timeline is really screwy with Spider-Man movies. Again, yeah, yeah, they they can't get it right with Spider-Man movies, and then it's the time jump just makes it worse because I mean they they explain that they all have to repeat the school year, and I did like the the band getting snapped. Oh, that was hilarious! I laughed so. And hard the montage, that. the like Windows Movie Maker montage of the Dead Avengers, I also thought was really great. Yeah, they said Captain America, even though I mean he's still alive; he's just old. They don't know. Yeah, but I, don't I think know. to the general public, he, like, disappeared or something like that. Right. So, there's that. Um, um, so, there's that. I'm trying that. to... So I'm trying, you know, it, with the Mysterio twist, um, I thought it was... I mean, obvi- it, it was obvious to anyone that watched the Spider-Man TV show or read a comic book. But I think that um, sort of... I guess the the whole plan just didn't really hit home for me. Like, the fact that he wanted to be the new Iron Man because, you know, that wouldn't have lasted that long. I mean, maybe that was the point because he's sort of crazy. But, you know, you, you're creating the illusions and fighting and winning so you can be the next Iron Man. But then when a real thing hits, you're not going to be able to do anything. Yeah, I mean, if the drones don't work. Right, and you can't have that legion of drones there because someone's going to notice that those are drones there, like Rhodey, because his suit would pick it up. Yeah. Probably Falcon. Yeah, I'm not... I I feel like all the Avengers were off-world in this movie. They're doing something else. Maybe we'll find out eventually. Um, I I mean, mean, yeah... We have to with how the movie ended. Yeah, which we're going to get to that. But, yeah. I mean, as far as Mysterio's plan, yeah, I, I agree that you'd be kind of, you kind of be like, okay, what's his end game? Because it's not like you can, like, do, like, world domination with the drones. Right. You know? So, yeah, I, I agree that his plan was a little short-sighted for sure. And, like, he didn't even want to kill Peter at first. He only, he only tried to when he had to. Right. 
He wanted to let uh, him live his life and be out of the hero game, which is what Peter sort of wanted. Um, did you like the uh, the love story with uh, Ned and what was her name, Betty? Uh, I thought that was sort of comical. Um, I didn't. I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah, I was just like, yeah, that's cute. That's funny. Uh, We're together. We broke up. That was a good joke. Yeah, I, I good, good good high school jokes. Yeah, so I thought I thought it was pretty solid, and their interactions together were funny. Um, so I think that was good. That was a good side plot. The teachers, JB Smooth being the um, science teacher, that was uh, you know like getting hold, hung up on witches and magic and everything was really funny. Uh, the teacher, the teachers in this, I thought were a little too dumb. Like when they go somewhere and they're like, "Oh, the place is closed," and it's like, "What teacher isn't gonna look up if a museum is closed or not?" Because like I, I went on a trip to Italy, which just reminded me, I went on a trip to Italy when I was in a high school, it was like a senior trip, and like our days were planned out, you know. Yeah. Even like even like downtime, there was space in there. Like, okay, we're going to go here. We're going to go here. Okay, here's a two hour gap to go shopping. Like, like we definitely had stuff like planned events. You know what I mean? So I'm like, yeah. and I'm like, I don't, I'm like, what what teacher is not going to look up to see if a um, museum museum is open or closed like beforehand? Like, you don't do that in a foreign country. Come on. Right. So yeah. So that was a bit dumb. Um, but obviously they were they were sort of like comic relief i i understand yeah um which was you know sort of a nice change of pace i think it did that well on like certain marvel movies like thor ragnarok but we're not getting into that um so uh i think you know if, if we're gonna get to the end uh of it the end credit scene the um, best we'll uh, the, the both post credit scenes were good both of them were relevant for sure yes so um, the first one, uh, we, what, you want to go? I want to go with the fun part first. J.K. Simmons yeah. as J. Jonah Jameson. That was fantastic. That was amazing. My theater, like, freaked out when that happened. Because I saw it uh, opening night. Mm-hmm. They went crazy. I mean, what a time to bring that character back. You brought back the actor that everybody loved from the Raimi films. And he can still play that role. Except now, they clearly made him a parody of, like, Alex Jones, where he's, like, a conspiracy theorist, you know, yeah. talk radio YouTuber person, as opposed to being, like, you know, a newspaper, as opposed to being ahead of the newspaper. And you could almost see, like, what a J. Jonah Jameson type, how he would exist in this era. Like, you could imagine the bugle went under, and mm -hmm. he, like... When, you know, he went on YouTube and, you know, started doing, like, conspiracy theories and rants and stuff and right. blew up that way. And, you know, we're in the fake news era. So I thought it was a perfect time to bring – this is the perfect era to bring that character back for sure. Yeah, I agree 100%. And it was just such a uh, – it was a good, you know, surprising moment. And, um, you know, we talked about this when we did Spider-Man PS4 review, you know, how that version of J. Jonas Jameson was, and they're essentially the same. Um, so that was a good one. And I hope they, you know, he doesn't have to have like a major role in the next one, but I hope they bring him back, uh, consistently there. So for now sure. for yeah, the not fun well, I was, part. I was going to ask you before we go to the other scene. What do you think? I mean, now that Spider-Man is outed, and I mean, his photo was on, you know, the on Times Square 
Where do you think they're going to go with the next movie? Because I like that because it almost seemed like Spider-Man got like a perfect ending and it's just like, nope. Yeah, so Mysterio wins petty person of petty Marvel villain of the of the entire first three phases of the Infinity Saga because he outed Spider-Man through um, some manipulated videos to show that Spider-Man was the one that caused all the destruction in London, which makes like I I just I don't really see people in the world buying that. I mean, I know some will. Um, someone when I was talking about this on Twitter referenced a Winston Churchill quote that said a lie will spread halfway around the world before the truth can even lace up its boots which is true and I get that but the other thing is you know you'll have Pepper come out and say this is a lie you know Beck was a disgruntled Stark employee you'll have uh, Captain America Falcon come out in support of him you will have war machine you'll have like all the heroes that know who spider-man are and fought with him that will come out against it so i feel like that's sort of a sort of a downer for the reveal but after he got outed like i immediately got brand new day vibes and for those that don't know or don't remember brand new day was a uh comic arc that sort of killed marvel comics for me for several years um because after the Civil War arc, um, when Spider-Man was on the run with Mary Jane and Aunt May, Kingpin sent out an assassin, a sniper, and it shot through and Peter dodged it and uh, saved Mary Jane, you know, tackled her out of the way because of his spider sense, but it hit Aunt May. And so Aunt May was dying for several issues, and so then he made a deal with Mephisto, who's essentially the devil, to save Aunt May's life at the cost of him and Mary Jane's marriage, which they only just got back together like two years ago. So it's one of the most hated storylines in all of comics. Yeah. So that was about almost a decade of Mary Jane and Peter Parker not being together. And so it pissed people off for several reasons, but chiefly among them is Aunt May is an old woman. I get you feel guilty that you get her, got her killed essentially, but you know, she was old. Um, but anyway, so I was just like, I hope they don't do something, especially with the, you know, this Doctor Strange is going to be a horror movie. And I know it's featuring Nightmare, but it's just like you're opening up the door to like have like Mephisto in there. I'm like, don't do Brand New Day, please, for the love of God, don't do that. But it's sort yeah, of like, yeah, it's kind of early. It's kind of early, too, because I mean, Peter Parker and Mary Jane or, you know, Michelle just got together. Right. So it's just sort of like, okay, where would you go from here? I think they sort of have their own, they're able to just like write the book. And the other thing is, he's still a kid. He still hasn't graduated high school yet. So are we going to get, well, and people are just saying like, oh, this opens the door for Craven. And it's like, well, Craven wouldn't want to hunt a kid. And then you have the Osbournes, and I'm like, all right, but you haven't introduced Harry apparently harry doesn't exist or isn't in there um you still need the symbiotes you have a wide range i just don't know like i know that was a big sort of like shocking thing with the reveal uh, or with spider-man being outed but i just don't know where you can really go from here um where it can be really be a compelling story but that's my take on it yeah i um yeah, it's it's just it's a weird thing because I know we're not getting a Spider-Man movie for a while. 
Um, spoilers, nothing was announced at Comic-Con, so we've got a while to wait at least, at least a couple years. So I just, yeah, I'm all, I'm always just like, man, what are they going to do next? But clearly, I mean, Tom Holland has one movie in his contract. I have a feeling that they're going to extend it. Because I think Far From, Far From Home didn't make over a billion, right? No, it it, ju- it just got over a billion. It just got over a billion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, it's definitely definitely getting a sequel. Um, do we want to talk about the other uh, post-credit scene? Uh, yes. So, All right, you can uh, you can you can lead on this one. You can go oh, for it. Okay, so one of the things they did in Far From Home was they had. Um, Nick Fury, quote-unquote, and Maria Hill, quote-unquote, talking about Kree, um, like, secret units somewhere. And then at the end of the movie, at the post credit scene, we see that, um, that Nick Fury and Maria Hill in the movie were Talos and his wife uh, from Captain Marvel, that the real Nick Fury and presumably Maria Hill were... Uh, on a scroll ship somewhere out in space. Um, so that sort of explains why Nick Fury was doing a bunch of dumb stuff in the movie that he would never do. And um, so there's that whole thing. Uh, I think yeah, that... I, sorry. Uh, I think that... So I think with that Kree thing, you could still do sort of Secret Empire. I mean, if you're worse. To shapeshift yourself. So, I mean, that's still an option. Yeah, I mean, they could do something with the Kree. I don't know what they're going to do with Captain Marvel 2. I have no idea. But I, I, I like the reveal for a few reasons you said. A, it gives them an out for Nick Fury being dumb. Because the real Nick Fury would not have been tricked by Mysterio. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no way. I mean, I, I mean, if he's a disgruntled art, um, Stark employee, why didn't Nick Fury run his face through a database? You know what I mean? Right. He's probably got access to the world database and everyone's, everyone's social security numbers. Like, he should be able to find him. Right. And, um, but it also plays into the movie's theme of, you know, don't believe everything you see with the scrolls at the end. So I thought, and I mean, I, and I I thought it was a good way to use those characters that we hadn't seen since Captain Marvel, because Endgame, I mean, didn't really connect to anything that happened in Captain Marvel at all, except for Captain Marvel being in the movie. You literally could have just not had Captain Marvel come out before Endgame and been fine. Yeah, it wouldn't matter. Yeah, so... I thought it was a decent reveal, and Fury's in some space stations, so a lot of people are talking about S.W.O.R.D., or, you know, maybe they'll do, like, the Ultimates or something, which is, like, a Marvel cosmic, like, space team. So, um, we'll have to see what the plans are from here, but, um, we can talk about maybe some clues with the slate of movies they announced at, uh, Comic-Con this year. Yes, I have it all pulled up, because low-key, I forgot about half of them. Uh, do you want to get to Comic-Con? Yes, let's get into Comic-Con. Alrighty. First, my first gripe with Comic-Con, David Binoff and whatever, the the guys that, you know, the showrunners for Game of Thrones pulled out of being uh, coming to Comic-Con after they announced they were going to be there, and I was just really waiting for people to get yelled at, or for them to get yelled at for the terrible job they did with Season 8. They should have did another season or two. Alright, that's enough on Game of Thrones. 
Yeah, yeah, we um, yeah, Game, Game of Thrones. Um, that that ending was um, yeah, we don't we 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 don't, we don't talk about that. I don't think um people are over it yet. I'm not. But um, all right. So I guess we can just you have the list of Marvel movies, right? You wanted to start out with a yay or nay for each uh, title in yeah. order. Yeah. So. All right. F- first, we have Black Widow. Eh. Eh, Taskmaster yeah. is the only thing I'm interested in, depending exactly. on Exactly. I, 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 was, I was going to say that. I'm like, you're going to get me to the movie with Taskmaster, you know, because he is a cool villain. For those of you who don't know, Taskmaster is a Marvel villain where he can copy pretty much anyone's fighting style. So he can't copy powers, but anyone's fighting techniques. He's He has a um, like a photographic memory and is able to kind of copy... Um, their techniques, so he's done things where he's had, like, Hawkeye's aim and, like, caps, like, shield-throwing powers and, um, the fighting style of, say, like, an Iron Fist. So, I mean, that's, that's a level of villain that Black Widow definitely, that definitely could be a villain in her movie, so. Which I don't get how, you know, Black Widow is gonna scissor kick him to death, you know. Whatever. Yeah, we'll have to see, and I guess this movie takes place after Civil War, so the what? gap between... Apparently this movie is supposed to take place after Civil War, before Infinity War, and I guess it's a some side thing that Black Widow was doing when they were on the run undercover. I swear if they kill Taskmaster. Yeah, well, you know, Mar- Marvel likes to kill their villains. I which don't, I don't understand why. why. And they always kill the ones that you could definitely put in another movie. Like, Mysterio could have been in another movie. He didn't have to die. Not at all. You know, I guess they don't want to do Sinister Six, but, you know, that's that's another gripe. I'll, um, I'll just leave that alone. Um, but, yeah, well, I mean, the thing about Black Widow is that I, pretty much everyone agrees this is just a movie that's it's coming too late. We have more characters in MCU. We have more interesting characters. You know, Black Widow was the first Marvel superhero we had, but now we have more. So people are kind of like, eh, why does this exist? I mean, I'm, I'm assuming it'll probably break even just because it's not coming out until next year and everyone's going to have Marvel to draw. They did the same thing with Captain Marvel. It worked for Captain Marvel. So I'd be curious. I'm going to be curious to see, you know, how well Black Widow does the box office. But I think we both agree. Eh. I mean, the other thing is... Black Widow has been nothing but a plot device in every movie she's been in. Yeah, that's true. Or an exposition dump. She's been one or the other. Yeah, like, again, like we're saying, I don't hate Black Widow's character. It's just that she's been in so many movies and hasn't been used all that well. So, like, like I'm over it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, and then a contingent of the internet like hates Scarlett Johansson for other reasons, which we're just not going to get into today. Nope. All right, next up, um, now this is actually now some of these are movies, like Black Widow's a movie, and some of these are going to be like mini series, like six episode series that are going to be on the Disney Plus app, which everyone's going to have because they're going to have they have a Hulu and ESPN bundle. So, yep, that's people are going to get it. Um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, I'm actually decently excited for this. I'm assuming it's going to be like Falcon's transition into taking over the Captain America mantle. And I guess Bucky's going to be in it. It's probably like a sidekick type character, you know, because Falcon doesn't really have a buddy and Steve's gone. So it makes sense that you put those two together. 
All right, and you saw the rumor that said that the plot of the TV show is that essentially the government doesn't want Falcon to be the new Captain America, and they're sort of fighting against that. Yeah, I read about that. I mean, here's the thing. If you're going to do a story about race with Marvel, please just have black writers on staff. Please, for the love of God, like just do it right. You know, my, my biggest thing, I, I don't mind them doing that kind of story. Just get the right writers a, and make sure it has a budget. Because that was an issue with, like, say, like, Defenders, where there are parts where you just felt like they ran out of money. Yep. You know, when they're in, like, a CGI elevator and that kind of stuff. I like the idea that they're doing a six-episode series because it's like, okay, it's like a really long movie. So I'm hoping that they're given a budget, you know. It's not as long as, like, the Netflix shows, which most people agreed were all too long, and that's where they faltered. So um, I, I'm, I'm decently happy for... I mean, I'm decently excited for Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and we're going to have to see how it goes. Yeah. Um, the Eternals. I know nothing about them. I have no expectations. I hope it's like Guardians where I go in and with no, low expectations and I'm pleasantly surprised. That is essentially where I'm going to, like, I know a little bit about them, but not enough to be like, hey, yeah, I can talk about them for more than 10 seconds. Aren't they like a ripoff of the new guys from DC? A little bit. That's what I thought. Were they created by Jack Kirby? Um... I don't know who created them. The Eternals were created by. Just look it up right now. Jer Jack Kirby in '76. I knew it. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, Jack Kirby. They seem Jack Kirby-ish. Like Jack Kirby had his whole. Didn't he like? So this. So Jack Jack Kirby's a writer who wrote, wrote for both Marvel and DC. He was pretty much like, you know, he was pretty much like one of the guys behind a lot of big superheroes with Stan Lee, and um. Yeah, didn't he try to, like, almost, like, like weren't the new gods and dark side and stuff, like, a part of their own universe, and then they got roped in the DC Comics after a while or something like that? That's what it sort of seems like, and then I'm looking at pictures of the Eternals, and granted, this is, like, cover art, you know, like, within the past 15 years or so, actually, I think about 10 years ago, and they showed sort of straight up look like the new gods and gods of uh, New Genesis. So, yeah, they were not trying to hide that at all. But, you know, oh, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah, I'm reading it right now. So he left Marvel to work at DC where he began the New Gods, and then he went back to Marvel and created the Eternals. Yeah. All right, that makes sense. Okay, sorry, sorry, Tangent. I was just, I was curious about that. Well, now we know, and now you know, and now our listeners. Now everybody knows. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe. Okay, moving on. All right, uh, Shang-Chi. And the Legend of the Ten Rings. Of the Ten Rings. So did you ever see the Marvel one-shot where they alluded to there being a real Mandarin? It takes place after Iron Man 3. And it has the, uh, the actor that played the fake Mandarin in prison. Mm-hmm. And at the end, he gets kidnapped by someone who's supposedly working for the real Mandarin that's pissed that, like, his name was used, you know, yeah. by another villain. Yeah. So I guess we may get the actual real Mandarin... And he'll fight Shang-Chi instead of Iron Man. Yeah, so... Woo. I'm excited so, about Shang-Chi, because the dude can fight, but, like... Oh, I hope they do that right. I hope they, they need do to. Right. Yeah, I mean, Shang-Chi is obviously going to be a big movie for, like, Asian representation. And Marvel's got to redeem itself after uh, Iron Fist, so... You know, 
I'm assuming that the, I, I guarantee they're going to try to make this their Black Panther, which, hey, go for it. I'll see it. Hopefully it's good. Yeah, those fight scenes need to be better than the Captain America uh, elevator scene in Winter Soldier. Definitely. Like, it like it just... It, it just Shang-Chi is one it, of the best fighters in the Marvel Universe. Yeah, please just hire the right people and make sure... Hire the right stunt doubles, you know, just choreography. I mean, that's what the money should be spent on. You know, you can take some of that CGI budget that you would normally have in an Iron Man movie... And I mean, I mean, not an Iron Man movie, and a Marvel movie, and put it towards um, drawing out those fight scenes, and making sure they're really good. Right. Like if like Daredevil, if Daredevil as a Netflix show on a budget can do some really good stuff, um, the um, bar for Shang Chi should be pretty high. Right. So, um, WandaVision. Um, so Scarlet Witch. One thing about her in the comics that they really haven't touched on the movie is the comics. She's crazy. She has crazy powers. She's known for wiping out. All the mutants, she's created, like, how did she create, like, fake kids? Like, she's done a lot of stuff with her powers. So I'm curious if they're going to touch on any of that in her show. Like, will she bring Vision back to life? Will she hallucinate Vision back to life? Is she, is she going to be the villain in Doctor Strange? Like, they're, they're, I, I don't know what to expect. I'm hoping they at least do something interesting. I'd rather have her go crazy than, I don't know, like a rom-com or something like that. Well, I mean, we'll have to see. Well, they say um, that Nightmare is going to be the villain in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And they haven't really said what Wanda's role is going to be yet, that she's going to be in there. But what you could do is um, Nightmare, since his whole thing is, you know, dreams and nightmares, that he could prey on you know, all of Wanda's losses and then that could sort of drive her crazy and maybe she's not crazy in the movie or maybe she starts to go crazy but it's sort of like afterwards um, that she goes crazy and then who knows, maybe she might create mutants um, and then who knows, she might you know, try to break the world in half, who knows Yeah, well, well it'll, I mean, it'll definitely be I, I, I'm slightly interested, and by interested, it means I'll watch the first episode, and hopefully, hopefully it's interesting. I mean, did, um, uh, Fox had that show, was it, was it called Legion? Was it on Fox? Yeah, it was on FX. Like Fox Marvel? It was on FX, called Legion. Um, I never saw it. I don't know why I envision it being similar to that. We'll have to see. Yeah. Um, so I guess Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, um... Highly interested in this movie. It's gonna I be mean, it could go a number. Yeah, it said they said it's going to be a horror film. Clearly, we're going to get a sequel to Doctor Strange. Scarlet Witch is in it. Multiverse is in the name. So, I mean, are we going to get like different crazy versions of other MC movie, other MCU characters that we've seen before? I'm, I'm, I, you know, I mean, I don't know what they're going to do, but I hope it's. I mean, I hope it's good. Yeah, so do I. And this is definitely one of the... And like I was mentioning before, after Endgame, Marvel needs to step away, I think, from doing some of the big, huge crossovers and do just more, like, smaller team-up movies. So stuff like Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness is kind of kind of what I was getting at, you know? Just kind of doing, doing stuff different that we haven't seen before. Because for the most part, we've gotten origin story movies sequels you know kind of plain sequels so um single characters and then 
obviously the event, obviously the team up movies. So I'm, I'm really hoping that we get something different uh, moving forward. Otherwise, um, the superhero boom will die because people will get bored. Right. Um, so we have that. And then uh, before Loki. we get into the rest of the TV shows, uh, let's just wrap up the films with Thor Love and Thunder. Oh yeah, Thor Love and Thunder. Um yeah, it's going to be Ragnarok 2. Mm. So, um I don't, Chris, you might want to set this one out. Mm. I mean, they're going to do they're doing Jane Foster Thor, Natalie Portman is back. I wonder how much they paid her to come back because I know that she hated doing the Thor movies. Yep. Partially because she had nothing to do. I mean, there's rumors that Natalie Portman is like a pretentious actress and like tough to work with. I have no idea what is true. I don't know her, obviously. But um, Natalie Portman is back. She's going to be Thor. So, I'm, so I don't know if our Thor, if he's going to lose his powers permanently. I mean, he was kind of like whatever at the end of Endgame anyway. So it kind of makes sense. Um, Tessa Thompson is back. And I guess she is going to be... They tease like a LGBT MCU character. And um, Tessa Thompson said that she's going to be King of Asgard looking for a queen. So... I guess Valkyrie will be that character, which is great. Um, um, and I th- and Taika Waititi's uh, directing again. Woo! So, um, so yeah, so. I, to to me, it, I mean, Ragnarok did make a lot of money, and there's a lot of people that do like it, even though you didn't. <laughs> so, um, I'm not so I'm not shocked that they decided to give him another go at it. Ragnarok pretty much um, rebooted the character anyway. Unfortunately. Um, you got anything else? Nope. I'm gonna pass on that. But uh, uh, with that, that's the last. Officially, apparently, officially, that is the last movie of Phase Four. So we're not getting an Avengers Five in Phase Four. We're not getting a sixth film. That's it. Yeah. No new Guardians, no new Spider-Man, no new Captain Marvel, no new Black Panther even. So That's Phase 5, apparently. You know, and Phase 5, apparently. Oh, you also forgot the uh, the reveal at the end with uh, Marshal Ali as Blade. Yes. Yeah, I remember when you texted me about Ali that. Ali as Blade. You are just like, uh, you are like, Marshal Ali, uh, Ali as Blade. And I was like, in what? You are like, as a movie, I was like, Oh my God! And then I went on Twitter and found it, and I just then I yeah, told black, and then we both yeah being out. on being on being on being a part of Black Twitter was fun when the Blade announcement happened. People yep. were talking about uh, every every black person had an emo phase. Hopefully, this is a movie for you. Um, I don't I don't I don't know if people are gonna dress up for Blade. I don't know. Are, are we grilling steaks in the movie parking lot? I I, I don't know what's going on. I I don't know how you. I don't know how you celebrate Blade uh, culturally. We're gonna have to figure that out. Yeah, we'll we'll let the Black Goss take the lead on that one. We'll get some uh, get some red wine, maybe. I mean, I think um, the movie theaters will oblige us on that one since they all pretty much serve alcohol now, which is. Uh, uh um. As know. far as the rest of the shows, um. We got Loki. Uh, I got no opinion on Loki. Have no idea what it's about. Pass. Um, I guess. Yeah. Well, whatever. We'll we'll see what happens. But I guess technically he can be alive again because that Loki in Endgame took the Tesseract. Um, 
Marvel What If is supposed to be an animated show where they do like what if um, ideas from the MCU. And I guess one thing they teased was like what if Peggy Peggy Carter got the super soldier serum. Um, so I mean Marvel What If it's animated. They can definitely do a lot. Um, and all the MCU actors are doing the voices. So I mean it has the potential to be a fun show for sure. And Marvel What If is oh. one of those things that they would never make movies based off of it. So this is probably a good halfway point for people who like those stories because there have been really good what if stories and comics. And you also saw who was going coming to the show as the Watcher, right? Who was Jeffrey Wright is coming as the Watcher for the show. Oh right, right, Jeffrey Wright. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, and so. Um they're gonna do that uh so people that have signed on for it michael b jordan as killmonger obviously uh Chris, they're gonna do they're gonna do what if killmonger took over wakanda like what would happen i guarantee really they're dark. gonna do that <laughs> uh chris sullivan as taser face uh we'll be back uh can so uh, Michael Douglas as Hank Pym. So there's going to be a lot of different people in it. Um, so that'll be good. And then I th I hope they do Marvel. I like MCU zombies. I would love that. Because that was a really great story. Uh, line that universe was a lot of fun. Have you Off topic, have you seen a DC's uh, zombie DC's? line? Deceased? Whew, they are not oh, pulling uh, any Yeah, I know. Dark. Dark. Uh, we're not we're not gonna get into it too much, but um, guys, just uh, look up deceased. It's like a what if like the zombie apocalypse happened in the DC universe. Marvel obviously had Marvel Zombies that's been around for what over a decade now, right? Mm -hmm. Marvel Zombies is pretty old. So um, yeah, check out deceased, man. If you were looking for something dark, whoo, whoo, buddy. All right. Um, but yeah, uh, Marvel Zombies in a what if would be cool. You know, I mean, there would be a lot. I mean, there's a lot they could do. What if Thanos won? You know. Yeah. So. Or what if I wonder? What if Hawkeye dropped off instead of Black Widow? What if Hawkeye wonder, was relevant? What if Hawkeye was relevant? Jesus Christ. Speaking of um, Hawkeye being relevant, the last TV show. Hawkeye. Uh, Hawkeye has also got a show. Apparently, it's about him passing the legacy down to. Kate Bishop, which is the second Hawkeye, and um, the comics. Uh, I don't really have an opinion on this. I mean, if the action's good, I'll probably check it out. But again, Hawkeye, Hawkeye's like everyone's like sixth favorite Avenger, you know, for the most part. Um, I've heard they're going to expand on his time at Ro as Ronan, which hopefully we get to see uh, Ronan kill some Nazis and they can um, do some uh, cover because. Um, some people definitely were not happy <laughs> with Hawkeye's uh, stint as Ronan in Endgame for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. You remember I'm talking. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, um, I think we talked about it briefly on podcast 22, where there were uh, a lot of people that were upset because Hawkeye was told uh, they spoke that Hawkeye had you know gone after cartels in uh, Mexico. I think they said. And then we see him in Japan going up 
against the Yakuza. So people were just like, oh, so Hawkeye is a white man and his anger is going after, you know, solely people of color. Solely minorities. Yeah. Yeah, So so hopefully we're assuming that we don't know that. But all right. Yeah, ho- ho- hopefully he can go after some white supremacists in the flashback. Just do it, you know, just rip off Errol. Just do flashbacks every episode of uh, Errol style. Right. I'm kidding, please don't do that. No, 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 do that. That'd be great. Um, so, besides Marvel, um, so we didn't really get any DC movie announcements. Um, they, did, they announced some animated movies. I think they're doing another animated Wonder Woman movie. And, um... Do we want to talk about Arrowverse stuff? I think mainly we can talk about Crisis because that's what everyone really cares about. Yeah, I'll say one thing about the one, uh, the Wonder Woman animated movie. I did the trailer just came out last week and it looks sort of fire. So and the I mean, granted, I, DC animated movies have not really had a lot of misses. There are some that people don't like or like and they can't seem to match that back and I'm like Under the Red Hood is a fantastic film don't get me wrong but you know they haven't really had any um, misses so I think it's going to be a pretty good one Um, so yeah Uh, Crisis 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 Uh, take it away Crisis crisis. oh Jesus I don't know I don't know if I'm ready to talk about this alright okay so Crisis. Clearly, uh, Arrow's wrapping up. Batwoman's a new show. It looks like they're just bringing back any any DC character that they can that's been in a show or even an older movie. It looks like um, they're going to have in this, which is what I wanted. It almost looks like a celebration of like DC's like legacy of media. So I'm trying to think of all announcements. So... Brandon Routh, uh, who played Superman in Superman Returns, is going to be Superman again. He plays Adam on Legends of Tomorrow right now. That makes sense. Um, Kevin Conroy uh, will be Batman. Kevin he Con- was the animated Kevin Batman. Conroy, yeah. Kevin Conroy is supposed to be an old Batman. So great, greatest, uh, most favorite Batman of all time. For sure. Um, I'm trying to think. Black Lightning is going to be in it. Yep. So I guess Black Lightning finally gets to be a part of the uh, the Arrowverse. I already made I made a few memes of uh what Black Lightning's reaction would be if a portal opened up in his house. Um, they're uh if you if you look at my Twitter, they're 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 I think they're they're pretty funny. So he's going to be in it. Um. Um. All right, Chris, you you got to help me out. Okay, so we uh, have... Adam West Bat... The Robin from the Adam West Batman is going to be in it, right? Right. I don't know the actor's name. Um, Dick Ward, I believe is his name. Um, Linda Carter is supposed to... Uh, uh, is, is apparently being talked to about being uh, the Kingdom Come Wonder Woman. Um, Brandon Routh is going to be Kingdom Come Superman, like you said. Uh, and Kevin Conroy would be the Kingdom Come Batman. Um, Michael Rosenbaum is going to be Lex Luthor. Um, apparently, Tom Welling has been signed on for a while now, but they still haven't said what he's supposed to be. Um, uh, so, I mean, hopefully he plays a Superman. Um, yeah, Tom Welling... Like I know Tom Welling does not... He does not want to do it, but like if there was anything for him to do... 
come on. Yeah, like come he on. Doesn't, do he doesn't he doesn't even have to put he doesn't even have to put on a suit. I just want Tom Welling to make a cameo at least because I mean Smallville was really the precursor to the Arrowverse. Right. You know, because Arrow Smallville ended and Arrow came on a few years after Smallville, a year or two, I think. Uh, so Arrow, there was def- Arrow came on in 2012, and I think Smallville ended in like two thousand, somewhere between 2008 and 2010. Yeah, so de- definitely not that long, and um, yeah, I mean, I'm really excited for it. I'm sure John Wesley Ship's Flash will be in it as well. Um, he was very underused uh, in the last crossover, so I hope he gets brought back. Oh, they haven't Diggles apparently. They haven't announced him yet. I, he'll he'll be in it. I guarantee. Right. I, all he does is Broadway now. Right. They announced Keenan Lonsdale will be back as Wally, and Tyler Hoechlin will be back as Superman. Also, his name was the uh, original Robin's name was Burt Ward, not Dick Ward. There's rumors that uh, John Diggle will have a Green Lantern ring, or a version of John Diggle, which they've teased that multiple times the last season and Arrow for sure. When, like, John Wesley Ship Flash showed up and he saw him, he was like, John, where's your ring? And then in one of the later episodes of this season, you meet uh, John Diggle's uh, stepdad, whose last name is Stewart. His name's, like, General Roy Stewart or something like that. So they're, they're, they're gonna, I think they, the thing is, Diggle's character was so similar in the show, it's so similar to, um, Green Lantern and Green Lantern and Green Arrow had a thing in the comics. You know, they're both black military guys whose name is John and they hang out with Green Arrow. So it makes sense that um, if they were going to do something, if they were going to give him a ring, you do it in crisis, even if it wasn't like the diggle we knew. And Arrow's ending, so who cares? Go right. for it. Right. No, felic- no felicity. Hello, as far as we know of. <laughs> Yeah, so hopefully no felicity stays true, and I don't have to deal with that anymore. I've pissed off a lot um, of Felicity to, fans since then. Trying to think of anything else. Um, Supergirl's got pants now. That's, that's different. Um, Batwoman's pilot got reviewed as mostly okay. You know, I, I'm a little, I'm a little worried about Batwoman. But I guess, I mean, Batwoman, if it is dark enough, can have a lane now that Arrow's ending. Right. As far as style of show. Um, we got a season. Uh, Flash, I guess the villain is Bloodwork. I don't know anything about him. Blood who? I th- the villain's name is Bloodwork. Never heard of him. Or Never heard of him either. That's who the Flash villain is supposed to be. Um, and apparently it's going to be a while before we see any of Barry's kids. Any, any of Barry's other kids. Interesting. Oh, um, the person that's playing Bloodwork, I do know who that is, though. He was on Heroes. He was, um, uh, crap, I can't remember. He He was a doctor, but he was a main character on Heroes. Because as soon as I, when I saw the trailer and I was listening to the voice and I was just like, I know that voice. And then I saw like the sort of like silhouette of it, I was like, oh, that is him. So, good to see that he's doing something. I will 
Chandra Suresh, that was the name, Dr. Suresh on, on Heroes uh, was his name, and I cannot remember the actor's name right now, but yeah, um, Blood War. Legend, Legends isn't coming back until uh, next year, so apparently it's not coming back until January, so that's kind of lame. Um, we don't have a ton of info of Black Lightning either, except for, except for their fight of the Markovians, yeah. which we already, they already teased last season. Chris, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, uh, Jeff, anything, any crisis theories or ideas? Um, I mean, Arrow, they said that, um, Arrow this season in general is going to be, like, going down memory lane, so I don't know if he's, like, traveling with the Monitor around doing different stuff. Um, they Prometheus is coming back. Yeah, they announced, uh, that, um, Katana is coming back. Um, Tommy Merlin. Tommy is coming back. So we're gonna do that. Um, yay! Maybe he's just going around and recruiting people for the crisis. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it. I they said it's going to be different than Arrow, any Arrow season ever, which is I think is good. I mean, clearly they are not doing the same setup of like previous Arrow seasons where oh villains trying to take over the city and that kind of stuff. So. Right. You know, I mean, I hope, I, I honestly, I mean, Arrow, obviously, the show has had its ups and downs and downs. And downs. Um, ho hopefully it ends, hopefully it ends with a bang, so I don't feel like I wasted uh, eight years of my life. Yeah. You know, like I did with Game of Thrones. Oh, my God. It all comes back. Um, do you have, uh, I'm trying to think, did I miss any... I don't think I missed anything, really. Nah, I think we covered just about everything. Of, of... Do you want to talk about uh, Fire Force real quick? Yeah, I'll do a quick little synopsis of that. So, uh, Fire Force is a relatively new manga and definitely a new anime now. It just started getting uh, its runtime. See what it's about is it's in this alternate world where... Um, all of a sudden, after some terrible incident, maybe I think like a couple centuries before, people started randomly, spontaneously coming. Force, where there are people um, that will be able to um, uh, fight the fires, put out the uh, people that burst into flames called infernos, because they exist. Um, like after you burst into flames, you're basically like a fire demon and, you know, they have to kill you to put you out. So, you know, it's, it's sort of like, I put it like a sort of cross between like My Hero Academia and Naruto and sort of Naruto in terms of world building and My Hero Academia in terms of like the, um, creativity with the powers. Cause you think like, okay, so, uh, there are you know a couple you know like there are people in the world that can control fire or create fire and so it's like all right well how creative can you really get with that and they do some pretty creative things with it so or the the uh, creator does and the editors do so um you know i i it, it hooked me with the manga and i you know it's hooked me with the anime i think they've done a pretty good job i not too fond of a couple of the voice actors but other than that it's a pretty solid anime and manga, and you should give it a read and or watch. 
Yeah, yeah, no, I, I mean, it's, it was super interesting. I've seen the first four episodes. I don't remember the characters' names yet, but um, I definitely recognize the art style. It's the same guy who does, um, who did a uh, Soul Eater a while back. Yeah. Yeah, because the same because one of the characters has a smile that's the same as uh, the Death Side from that show. Right. So um, I, I, it's definitely unique. For sure, you know, we get a lot of shows about cops, lawyers, no offense, doctors. Um, so it's nice that we get um, firefighters, get some love, and, you know, it's kind of a cool anime spin on it. Makes it different. Um, because we, we, I feel like we're always in the need for new anime shows, you know? Um, I'm trying to think of... Trying to think of anything else. Sorry, did you have anything you want to say about Fire Force? Nope, that's about it without going in. Yep. Um, do we have anything else that uh, you want to talk about or mention before we wrap up? I think we're, we're going to hit an hour pretty soon. Uh, no, I think that's about it. Probably next time when we get back, we'll probably have more crisis information because we'll be about a month from the Arrow, uh, from the Arrowverse premieres. Um. Oh, did some. Oh, Batman Hush. We we can talk about that next time too. We don't need to spend too much time on that, and that'll give also some other I people. S- we can talk about. It I well. saw. Yeah, I saw. I I did see that, and um. Yeah, I don't. I don't really know what to think. I enjoyed it. Well, uh, we'll yeah, we'll, we'll we'll talk about it. We'll talk about Batman Hush next time. I did see Rain the Superman too eventually. I saw, I binge all the DC movies. I saw the, um, Just Leaver of the Fatal Five as well. Okay. Oh, so I've seen all of them. Um, but yeah, I don't really think I have anything else. I thought this podcast would go longer, but we kind of, I mean, we definitely ran through all of our topics. Maybe, since we have to cover a lot, maybe it's a bit more of a, maybe it's more of a shallow commentary, but, um, I hope you all, um, enjoyed it. Maybe you learned something today about, uh, Jack Kirby, at least. I know I did. Well, at least about the Eternals. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, so, um, yep, this has been Chris. And I'm Chris. And uh, thanks for listening to the uh, Two Blacks and Nerdy podcast. Live long and prosper. May the force be with you all.